You are listening to The Yoni Codes, where every week we explore the secret mysteries of the divine feminine through the reclamation of motherhood, entrepreneurship, and relationship. Through the gates of your yoni and held within your womb are secret codes that, when activated, spark magic, healing, and rebirth. The Yoni Codes are the wisdom keys to harnessing your power, healing your lineage, and expressing your magic in the world. We believe that if every woman unlocks the Yoni Codes within themselves, the ripple effect will be the healing of our collective. I'm Melissa April. I'm Catherine Blanco. Let us dive into the mysteries together. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Yoni Codes. We are so thrilled to be here with you today. Yeah, all three of us, all three co-hosts. All three. <laughs> We've got the lovely Cora joining us. And yeah, hello. she might be chiming in. Yeah, this was all of her spectacular uh, noises. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so we're going to jump into a topic today that I, I don't think that there's probably one woman on the planet that hasn't experienced this in their life. Um, but I call it the people pleasing problem, the PPP. And like, honestly, put your hands up if you have ever experienced this. And if you could see me and Catherine, we're doing a dance because we've got PhDs and people pleasing. Uh, <laughs> and I have done like I've done so much work around this. This has shown up in my life time and time again. And it's another, it's one of those things I call it like whack-a-mole. Like you think you got it down, but then it pops up again in some other way in your life. A hundred percent. This is not a one-time clearing ceremony. It's something yeah. we need to come back to and revisit over and over again. Cause I feel like it's something like that, that that shows up in a lot of our different types of relationships. I used to think it was like, oh yeah, I do that. Like I very, like you understand that you do it, but you don't understand Mm -hmm. all the areas of your life that it touches all the ways that it interferes and infiltrates your relationships, how you show up in the world, um, how you express yourself in your work, in your, just in your day to day, like your authentic expression, um, it touches everything. And it's so hard as a woman when I think so many of us are breaking free from the shackles or breaking free from the chains that have kept us suppressed and quiet and hidden. When we just, we, we, we get out, but then we fall, we fall victim to the people pleasing problem because we just want to be the good girl. We want to be good. We want to be good. We want to be loved. We want to belong. We are so afraid of being rejected that we can go into a space of, of denying our own needs over someone else's wants. And it can happen really quickly and, and actually in an almost unconscious way, it can take over um, in a subconscious way, I guess you could say, because um, that, yeah, that, that good girl syndrome, that that feeling of just wanting everyone to love us and, and like us. Yeah. It can be really difficult to, to remove ourselves from that place. It, it, you know, it, it kind of preys on our 
human need to belong Mm -hmm. at, but at like what cost, at what expense do we abandon ourselves in the process of trying to belong and who are we trying to belong with and why? Yeah, totally. And do, does that align with the woman that we desire to be in the world with all of our desires and dreams and, and vision for ourselves in all the many different ways? And then when we fall into this place or this habit of people pleasing, the people that we end up calling into our lives may not really even like us for who we are. They're liking us for who we're showing up as so that they like us. It's like this weird trap where you're, you're hiding your authentic self. So you're not actually even getting what you're desiring. You're getting people liking you for your mask, not for who you are underneath. Yeah, exactly. And then I find that like the more that you do that, because again, this is like, uh, this is a form of self-abandonment. The more that you Mm -hmm. abandon yourself, the more masks that you put on in your pursuit to be validated and and approved and adored and loved and liked and belonged and all of the things we lose, we, we end up burying our essence. We bury the truth of who we are. We bury our spark that makes us uniquely us. And that becomes a very painful spiral to be in because then you can no longer trust yourself. And I actually see this, Matt, like I see, honestly, every single person I've ever worked with has had, like, this has been a thing that has come out of their mouth, like people pleasing, people pleasing, people pleasing. And it creates this like confusion and, and disconnect between the person that you are and the person you think you are and the person you truly are. And it like becomes this mind fuck. And so, so often, how many times, how many times have you heard a woman say like, I don't know, I'm not sure. I don't know. I'm not sure. I don't know. I'm not sure. Oh yeah. It shows up in my work too, around birth and making decisions around pregnancy um, because it's such a common theme in women's lives that it carries over when it comes to these bigger rites of passage where they're like, actually, I don't want to give birth in the hospital. I actually want to give birth at home, but I, my partner wants me to give birth in the hospital or my mother had a bad um, birth experience. So now I'm choosing to go into the hospital. Like it's like this ingrained, like I'm just really simplifying it, but that, uh, that definitely does happen and comes through when when I'm, I'm talking pretty much every single person that I've, I've spoken with when they're coming up with, with these decisions around their birthplace or even just medical decisions in general when it comes to different tests and, and things like that. And it's this thing of like constantly saying yes to when you're, when you want to say no um, and becoming disconnected from your intuition and that's what I, what worries me the most, especially with, with my work is the disconnect, like you were saying, like the disconnect between who they really are and what they're, the mask that they're putting on for the outside world. It can actually be really dangerous when it comes to something like giving birth, where you're disconnected from your intuition. Like that is the exact opposite of what you yeah. need to have a, a healthy experience. Well, and that's kind of a good example too, because then you look around at 
the people that you know and you're like, well, this person ended up with an emergency C-section or belly birth, you know, this person, this mm-hmm. person, this person had an emergency situation. And then you start to think, well, this is the norm. And, you know, you start to believe that that is your truth as well. Like it's mm-hmm. so easy when you see like the evidence outside of yourself through different situations, through like these situations that repeat themselves to disregard your own intuition and disregard your own, that inner voice. And it's just, it's, it's kind of, it's sad. Like it's, I mean, I, I reflect on my own life and the, the separation that I've, ex- I've, I've personally experienced from my true self. And that was where a lot of like, a lot of painful sabotaging behavior came through was because I was so disconnected from myself because I was so desperate to be like everybody else. I, in quotes, everybody else, what I thought was normal, what I thought was accepted, what I thought was right, what I thought other people wanted. So I didn't know what I, I actually didn't know what I wanted to do with my life. I didn't know who to trust. I didn't know, like, even like, even to the extent of I'm going to go to a restaurant and I don't know what to order. Mm. What should I get? Jim, what should I get? Like, it was really bad in my twenties. Like, Literally, I cannot make a decision for myself around the meal that I want to get at a restaurant. I can't even trust myself with that. Maybe I should just get what you're getting because you are smart and intelligent and know how to make a decision. So I'll get what you get, what you're getting, even though I don't think I really want that, but I'm going to get it anyway. And then I get it and I don't like it. And then I feel dissatisfied. And then I feel pissed off that I just spent $25 on a meal that I don't like. You know, it's like, and so we spiral out and we do this with the littlest thing. So then when you get up to a situation like birth, arguably one of the biggest life events of your life, aside from when you came into the world and when you leave. Yeah. Suddenly we can't trust ourselves and we can't trust our bodies and we can't trust our wild primal instincts that really have nothing to do with our brain. It's all to do with our body knowing what to do. How fucking messed up is that? It's wild. It's wildly messed up. And and you touched on it a little bit there. Like that's exactly what it breeds. It breeds frustration. It breeds anger and resentment, but oftentimes we're not even conscious of that anger. We're not even aware that we're frustrated. We don't even feel the resentment building up inside of us. And yeah, it keeps, it keeps manifesting within us and building up and building up. And the more we get into that space, the more we do it, it's one of those, it's like this situation where like the more we disconnect from ourselves, the more we keep going that way because it can feel safer. It can feel safer to, to defer out our questions to like you gave the example of asking Jim what to eat. Like it can feel safer to not make the decision because then we don't get, we don't have to deal with the consequence of it. It's not accepting radical self-responsibility. Yes. So it's safer because if I don't make the decision, somebody else is making it. And if somebody else is wrong, then it's not my fault. And I can't be held accountable for something that I didn't even do. Yeah. But the other thing too, is like, as we're talking about like that, the resentment and anger and rage and 
like these negative, negative, again, quote unquote, I actually think again, anger is a really healthy thing to experience, but a lot of women don't know how to access these emotions Mm -hmm. because they have been told Mm -hmm. that it's bad or wrong. So now we have, we're people pleasing and we're disconnected from our intuition and we're, we're, you know, that, that energy output that, you know, the energy output is not equaling the energy that you're getting back. And so you're just taking whatever little morsels that you can, but you're starting to get frustrated and angry and, and resentful and about it. And again, you don't know what that is. You don't know what that feels like because we haven't been taught how to process this kind of emotion, many of us. Mm -hmm. And so what does that turn into? That turns into complacency. Hurting ourselves. Yeah. Complacency and we end up hurting or, and we end up hurting ourselves too. Yeah. It's like that self-sabotage. Well, it goes um, into good as well. Yeah. It goes into like good girl, like the complacent complacency is like good girl. Like, okay. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Like, yep. Sure. Like whatever you say, like, I'm just going to go along with this. I'm just going to stay in the shitty job because that I hate because I don't know what I desire because I haven't processed my rage because I'm so busy trying to make everybody else around me happy and like me and love me. Right. It's like, it's so, Mm -hmm. it's so insane how (laughs) deeply this digs into like every facet of our life. Mm -hmm. Or yeah, exactly. We go the other way and and it turns into like self-harm, self-abuse. Totally. In many ways, like even yeah. from like how we talk to ourselves and, you know, or drinking or smoking pot or mm-hmm. like pick your poison. Yeah. Numbing ourselves to disconnect. And especially um, when we feel mo- emotions that we don't know how to process, we want to stuff them back down. We want to disconnect and, and uh, disassociate from especially frustration, anger, resentment, because we don't know where that go, like how to get it out of us. It makes sense that from that place that we would want to like put on those masks that we want to Mm -hmm. become like other people. I think you see this on the online space as well. Like a lot is people self-censorship uh, self-censorship but then also yeah. like becoming like other people sounding like other people oh. looking like other people and the more we yeah. do that it's like we're putting our we're we're leaving a part piece of ourselves behind or abandoning a part of ourselves to be like somebody else because we think that they've got it right they must yeah. have it right and then again yeah you go the opposite way and you completely self-censor online, mm-hmm. in your friendships, your relationships, your partner, you know, your loverships, like it becomes like this knot. Totally. And, and I, I do feel like it's, it is something that we need to kind of audit in our lives frequently because some of us are in friendships, for example, or relationships that have been based on this pattern of people pleasing and when you start to audit your, your relationships, it can become really clear, like, wait a minute, do they even like me for me? Who am I? Who am I showing up in, as in this relationship? Why am I feeling frustrated when they don't get me? And it's like, oh, that's the, goes back to that self 
responsibility piece. It's like, oh, okay, they don't get me because I haven't been showing up as me. And I just keep saying yes. And I actually don't want to go to the bar or I don't want to go to that party. Why am I saying yes to this? I mean, granted, I haven't been to the bar in many, many years. I'm just using it as an example. Um, but that's actually, some, that's actually how I ended up stopping drinking alcohol was realizing, recognizing that I was only drinking it in social situations and, but not actually enjoying it. And I, so I was like, I started auditing a lot of things, but again, that was a long time ago. That was about eight years ago. And that doesn't mean I was able to purify everything in my life, you know, like, but that was one pattern that I was able to eliminate when I became self-aware of the, the people pleasing behind it. So it's also something I feel like us as like coaches or sort of in the, the healing arts realm, I feel like we need to be showing up really in a really responsible way in, in our personal lives so that because we can only take um, one of my teachers uh, always says like, we can only take people as far as we've come. Right. So I feel like we have even more of a responsibility to be doing these types of audits on a regular basis and like clean it, clearing us, clearing, clearing our selves out. And, but also clearing our relationships so that our energy is sovereign. It's clear and, um, and really holding our boundaries so that we can walk and like sort of walk the talk yeah, um, totally. Well, yeah. Yeah. Talking about being a sovereign woman, there is no such thing as sovereignty when you're in people pleasing mode. Mm-hmm. We can't really claim ourselves as sovereign when we are like behaving out of integrity with the truth of who we are. Mm-hmm. Like I definitely notice this in my life. Every time I am at that edge of an up level, I feel like I'm confronted with another another situation that I have to clear. And this is usually in the form of people pleasing. Usually a person who doesn't respect a boundary, usually a person who mm-hmm. doesn't understand me, usually a person who when I talk to, I actually don't feel good in my body. I don't feel like I'm me around that person. Mm-hmm. It's like, there's always like, they just kind of like come up and and then all of a sudden I have to deal with this. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, I totally know what you're talking about. Yeah. It's really, it's like, thanks, universe. Yeah. I needed this right now. Like, it's like, oh, so I'm trying to put this in place in my life. Oh, okay. Here's like, it kind of feels like almost like a test. Like, oh, really? This is, this is how you're going to clear your, your energy, clear your life. Here's a challenge for you. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Here's, here's something to see if you really are going to honor your boundaries. Like, um, I find it is something that comes up a lot for, especially for women who haven't dealt with this in the past. Um, it often shows up, especially boundary issues show up in pregnancy, (laughs) um, almost like, and I see it as a test and almost like anything that comes up for you in pregnancy helps prepare you for birth. And, oh yeah, like I definitely witnessed that a lot where, and, and even in my own 
life where yeah you're kind of like going through this energetic up level or moving through your own stuff and it comes from without like comes from outside of you and you're like oh okay yeah it's like highlighting how am I gonna show up yeah (laughs) Yeah, highlighting it like how am I gonna show up how am I gonna honor myself through this now yeah I was Um, just talking with a friend of mine and it was like all around this stuff and us both kind of navigating situate similar situations around this and actually just posted that on my ig today but it was like the universe has a really rude way of protecting us even if stirring the pot full of hot hot shit is it <laughs> like the universe 100%. is so rude <laughs> but it's like seriously because i'm like you know aren't i dealing with enough do you really have to throw this in my path right now to deal with it? Like, are you fucking serious right now? (laughs) Yes. But it's just like embracing it. Like I have to like, okay, this has to be dealt. I have no, it has revealed itself. There is no way to ignore it. So I have to surrender to this and I have to follow its lead. Otherwise I'm not going to be able to progress to the next space with ease. Totally. It's like a practical tool for us to integrate the the lesson. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, it's hard with people, especially like, I think we can, I mean, I guess people pleasing is always with other people, but like <laughs> it's, it's when it's somebody close to you or that has mm-hmm. been, clo- has been close to you. And I think we, as humans can be very sentimental and very loyal and you know, that, that um, sort of tribal mentality right like till death do us part rah rah mm-hmm. um it, it's it's hard like it's it's a painful experience to move through when you're confronted with that kind of situation and it's not easy and there's nothing wrong with you because this stuff is coming up it doesn't mean that you're difficult it doesn't mean that you are a bad friend or a bad person it just means that there's some clearing and some shifting, some transmuting, some like alchemy that needs to take place because the person that you are evolving into, it it will destabilize that process if you continue down that path. But easy is it? No. (laughs) No, (laughs) it's, it's easy to talk about for us because we've definitely both of us have gone through some big shifts in this realm especially in the last year or so for sure um and it it gets easier though I would say that it does get easier the more you practice it the more you practice putting yourself first the more you practice holding that boundary the more you practice saying no when you mean to say no and then saying yes when you mean to say yes, like it's very simple, but that muscle, it does need practice. And it feels really good when you kind of get in the flow of it and you're like, wow, I said yes. And I meant it. And my whole body is tingling right now. Like that whole body. Yes. Feeling. And then, Oh, when something doesn't feel right and you actually speak it and you actually say no, it's amazing the opportunities that even come your way, the the relationships that can blossom from holding boundaries. It's quite shifting. Like it's almost paradigm shifting when you can move into this place of letting go of that inner people pleaser. Yeah, yeah. And I think there's also a way in which like 
like working a muscle, there's little rips and tears to make it stronger that, you know, Mm -hmm. over time, it's like that muscle gets stronger and stronger, but it does feel good. And like, there's a part of you that's like proud of yourself, but it doesn't mean that it's always going to feel like amazing. Like it it might hurt a little. It might It's uncomfortable. Yeah. It's uncomfortable. And uncomfortable. One of my dance teachers would say like, know the difference between discomfort and pain. And I'll always remember her saying this, making us do the splits, bitch. Um, <laughs> like this isn't pain. This is just discomfort, but, but this is what it is. Right. And, and it is uncomfortable to say no. And it is uncomfortable to have a boundary or communicate that when you're not used to doing it, even if for the other, even if for the other person, it's a no, no big deal situation to, be to, to communicate that is uncomfortable for you as the person. Yeah. And so it's just knowing that again, yeah, again, like that muscle, you flex it, it gets stronger. And over time it, it gets easier. And as you were sharing, as you were just sharing, what came to me was like the other part that helps this whole situation is like, as you come out of people pleasing and you step into sovereignty, you connect more with people who get you, who see you for you, who love you for you, who the the kinds of people that you feel so good being who you are around. And the more of those people you have around you, the easier it is to stand in your power instead of fall into people pleasing. Well, and I can say like from personal experience, it can be really lonely (laughs) for years before you can find those people but it's still worth it it is so worth it because I feel like I've come to the other side and I've I'm starting to collect (laughs) these women in my life who I can really show up as me and fully be myself with um but I had quite a few years there where I didn't have that and it was very lonely however I did choose that over being the constant in that place of like martyrship or or um wiggly boundaries or putting them over first over me and I chose being an authentic person over keeping a collection of friends it it made more sense for me to disengage than to be in that space really hard really hard, (laughs) really hard, but you, but you feel it, right? Like you feel probably if you're listening to this podcast, you have, and you have an intuition that you're connected to, and you know, that it's very loud, that there's a voice inside you that will be relentless until you listen and start responding. Your body might be relentless in communicating to you. Like you feel it on every level, physically, mentally, Mm -hmm. emotionally, spiritually, you feel it on every level. And so it'll be there until you respond. And that was like the, that was definitely my breaking point where I was like, okay, I can no longer deny or um, no longer uh, like ignore this part of myself and this problem that I have, this PPP <laughs> that I've got going on here. Mm-hmm. And it, yeah, for me, it's been, it's been years and, you know, honestly navigating a situation recently where I was like, what the fuck? Like, I thought I dealt with this. Like, 
totally this. why why <laughs> but like deep down I know like there's still there's still parts that I'm navigating of course um and uh I had a wise person say to me you know it's like pulling the root out pulling the root out of the ground you might get most of it but there might be like a centimeter still in there and if oh, it's still in there especially like with dandelions yeah yeah it's, gonna, it's <laughs> yeah right and then they're gonna and they're gonna <laughs> spread like wildfire everywhere um it's gonna yeah. grow back and it might grow back in a year or two years or five years you don't know but it will come back unless you get to this the source the root of it and it was this big aha moment for me. And I know this, like things come back around all the time. You think you deal with it, it pops back up in another way. It's just an opportunity to deepen your wisdom. Um, but with this specific issue, <laughs> uh, it was just like, it kind of like blew my mind a little bit. And I, I feel like I blasted the door open on this, this issue that so many of us deal with and in realizing that it was such a source for my, my anger and my sacred rage. Mm -hmm. And, and I feel like it will change everything and how I really process these things because they're so connected. Um, and I had very good teachers around people pleasing, uh, like master teachers (laughs) around people pleasing. So I'm very good at it. I'm very good at it. So, but yeah, you got to be relentless <laughs> and you got to just like be, yeah, you just got to be in your power and, and, and stay devoted to staying true to your most sovereign, most authentic self that is there. It's just maybe buried a little bit. Totally. Well, I think that's the, I actually think that's the Yoni code is, or somewhere in there is the Yoni code is the, um, yeah, releasing releasing our people people pleasing so we can come home to ourselves or come back into trust of ourself following that line like following those that cord from your people pleasing to what's it's I almost feel like it's like the opposite like you're trying to be the good girl the loved one the the one that belongs like what is the opposite of that and that's probably what is how it's manifesting how it's like yeah how it's like manifesting in your body mm-hmm. it's like i'm trying to be the good girl but deep down i'm like oh my god i'm gonna like fucking <laughs> explode yeah. like it's that <laughs> totally and how do you suppress it or how does it come out in ways that are not healthy maybe you do you know lash out at people or maybe you hold it in and as a result you experience lots of like physical distress anxiety depression mm-hmm. body aches i don't know but can you follow that cord because that's going to lead you to the root writing out all the ways in which people pleasing has affected your life mm. write it all out really take time to sit with yourself and see every area it touches you'll be surprised you'll be surprised when I was writing this out I was like oh my gosh oh my gosh this is like the source of all my problems (laughs) totally no because it really is like it has really it can be really deep and it can be second nature so it can be something that we're doing so subconsciously that we're in that space 
so so conscious like unconsciously um that it can actually even be difficult to sit down and write it down because you might not even be aware of how many places it's showing up for you yeah well for me like one that I was not aware of I guess was realizing how much it was affecting my expression Mm. like feeling this thing inside of me of like there's so much, there's so much that I need to share that I want to express that I want to, uh, I just want to like help it like be birthed into the world. But I also feel like the block there as well. And when I looked at what that block was, it was people pleasing. And that create that it, in itself created a lot of um, confusion and self-doubt and second guessing And that is not a fun place to be, especially when you know, like, it's right here. Why can I not bring it out? And so this has been like the work that I've been doing for years now is moving through that essentially and getting that out of the way. And again, like things still come up and I've got to clear it. So you've got to be on it. But yeah, write that, write it down, write it down, find the link, find the root and I think that's a really great starting place. Yeah, and it might just be a running list too as you start to feel into, oh, I just said yes and I meant to, like I actually mean no, you know? And then it's like, then you go back to your journal, you write that down. Like, you know, like it can be a running list of things where it's showing up, like have the week where you sort of feel into it and see where it's showing up for you in the little ways that you've said, no, I don't need more food. And actually you were hungry but you knew your husband wanted to finish it so you just or wanted him to have it for his leftovers for lunch the next day so you you don't take a second helping or you know like it it can show up in little ways like that too but you're you're still dimming your light you're diminishing your essence every time you say no or every time you say yes when you mean the opposite beautifully said And I think that's it. Like, that's really it. Every time we give away a piece of ourselves, or we censor ourselves for the sake of pleasing somebody else for whatever reason, we dim our light. We lose our spark. And that's a pain. That's painful. Like guys, that's painful. It's painful. It's so, yeah, it's really sad. And it's hard too when when you can see it, that pattern in your lineage and you can see where you perhaps learned it from and, and sort of witness it in retrospect um, in, in how you grew up and your aunties or your mother or the people around you. Um, well, just yeah, it can be really sad. Yeah, culturally, totally. In school, like mm-hmm. with boys, like in movies, magazines, like everything that we, I mean, this is a patriot. This is like <laughs> the, the stamp of the patriarchy all over it totally. is, you know, it's so ingrained. So it could take some time to really excavate it. Totally. And like, we've already said, like, it's not going to be a one-time deal. You're not just like, it's something that you need to revisit. And we hope that this conversation has just sort of Hopefully it's inspired you to dive into this work a little bit um, this week. And we'd love to hear from you. Um, We'd love to hear 
how this has shown up for you or perhaps something that you've done to release it, um, know that our our um, Yoni Codes Instagram is always open for you. Um, you can DM us. We want to hear from you. So please don't hesitate to reach out. Um, we'd love to hold space for you to release your people-pleasing tendencies because we all need to work on it. Yeah, no more PPP around here. <laughs> yeah. <We're>, uh, <laughs> here at the Yoni Codes, we're a PP-free zone. <laughs> <laughs> Bye guys. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We're going to sign off now um, and look forward to connecting and we'll see you here or hear you here, hear, hear us here next yeah. week. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Have a good one, guys. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in to this Yoni Code. If this episode moved, inspired, or flat out entertained you, please head over to iTunes and give us five stars or share with a friend. Follow us on Instagram at the Yoni Codes to continue the conversation. Oh, and make sure to click on the link in the profile for other ways to connect. We look forward to unlocking the next Yoni Code together.